Hello, today is October 14th, 2021. My name is Juni. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. Thank you for tuning in. These are only my opinions. Anything said in this podcast, a future podcast, should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, AMD, and Apple. Thank you. Alrighty. Okay, so... I was going to upload a stock tier list part, I think we're on part seven now. Uh, I hit the record button, or not the record button, but the start start stream button um, last Tuesday, and I just couldn't do it. I, I had a pretty just bad Tuesday. I think there was just a lot of things going on, um, and I just did not feel in the mood to talk about stocks. Um, and so what we did actually on stream was just like look at houses that I could potentially want to buy. And I mean, we're just talking like window shopping on Zillow. So we were just on stream chatting about houses, real estate, and just like, you know, being, being kind of dumb. <laughs> if we were gonna be, if we we're gonna be honest. Um, and uh, what we learned as a stream, or at least what I learned, um, is that at for $1.3 million, in Irvine, California, you can buy a very average looking house um, and it'll just get you just a house. You spend 1.3 million in Austin, Texas, and you get a castle. Like you get, you get a house that has a part of the house that has not, not only just a, such a high ceiling, but the outside of it looks like a rook piece. And it was just the funniest thing. The kitchen was so big, the countertop was like bigger than like my room that I'm in right now that I'm renting out from a friend. Uh, it was it was just, it was very eye-opening. And so, um, yeah, that's just like what I kind of like to do when I'm feeling down is like I like to look at, you know, what I'm saving my money for and just seeing the end goal of everything kind of just being more actualized. And so, um, you know, if you are ever feeling down, uh, maybe you can do something similar where, you know, maybe you are saving money. Then maybe, what are you saving your money for? Is it to buy a house or is it to buy, like, your first car? Is it to, um, to save up for a family vacation? You know, start actualizing things by just, like, looking at things. You know, don't overreach and don't spend money that you don't have, obviously. But it's just something that I like to do when I'm not feeling that good. But I'm feeling way better now i feel like i've been managing my time a lot better um and we'll just get kind of just into our normal programming uh we'll get into the <laughs> we'll get into that i keep saying that we'll i will upload uh stock tier list part seven next week when we record the next part of the tier list however today i want to continue the um 2021 series of you know my basic trades explanations so today I think we're going to be talking about, um, I think, just long naked puts uh, just to make the cash secured put or short naked put um, easier to talk about. So today we're going to be talking about the long naked put. Uh, it's a bearish trade, uh, usually uh, not a good one to do when you're first starting out, but I'll get more into that uh, as we get into today's topic. Um, I also want to take a quick moment to say thank you for everyone that sent me uh the very wholesome nice emails that i received um in one of my episodes where i kind of just like talk about my mom i kind of like you know, like let everything out i thought i would dedicate an episode to those emails and read them just to spread like the positive words that were you know sent to me um but i think i'm just going to cherish those in private and just really thank you to everyone 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 in the discord everyone in my emails everyone in the dms um it, it's really really crazy to to um you know let everyone know what's going on but not only just letting people know but having you know like wholesome feelings reciprocated like thank you so much for taking the time to write the emails that were sent to me some of them are so long but you know i read every single word uh, in those and it it definitely definitely helped um, during those times this was about like a month and a half ago two months ago um, and things have gotten a little bit better um, since then so uh, just thank you if uh, you know you were expecting a reply 
um, I apologize. It just takes way too long to get back to so many, but I want to verbally just say thank you for taking the time to write those in. Uh, I guess, you know, since I haven't really recorded a regular podcast, I just kind of talk about, because um, we're in the weekly plays section, I'll just kind of talk about what kind of type of trades I've been doing. Um, as of recent, uh, we've had like sort of a correction from the top. We, we don't know if it's going to continue correcting, but today was a big green day with big volume. Uh, and so we could be seeing the bottom for now, but you know, oogla boogla is whatever. Uh, and we can continue going up or down, it doesn't matter. No one could tell the future. Um, however, when we were going down, uh, I did end up putting covered calls on um, because my thesis was, hey, if we continue going down, that's fine. I'll put covered calls on now to help my lower my break even. Now up my auto deposits. Um, but since I've opened my covered calls, we've gone up, down, up, 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 down, up, up. And so <laughs> they're in the money now. Uh, I am red on the covered calls, so it sounds like uh, or it looks like that I will be uh, getting some of my share, uh, shares called away. Um, however, uh, you know, the second part, I was upping my auto deposits. So because I was upping my auto deposits during... This time where I put on my covered calls, I can actually just open more positions so I stay invested. Trading the way I trade gets easier and easier the more money uh, I have uh, or the more money I have available to trade. I think a lot of newer traders get so hyper-focused into making sure all of their capital is used at one time that you know, in case if we start going in, um, down in the market, uh, they start, you know, trading their portfolio holistically. Like they, they either go all in in you know one cash secured put. You know, maybe you only have ten thousand dollars and you um, write a ten thousand dollar cash secured put that gives you maybe like two hundred dollars in premium. If that doesn't go your way, maybe it gets assigned. Hey, you don't care as long as you don't sell the stock. But it does feel bad. You're now holding a red position um, that's you know putting you all in. Yes, it's all in stock, and you are relatively stay safe if you pick a safe stock. But imagine if you had $100,000. Then you would be able to double down, or not double down, but you'd be able to lower your cost basis effectively nine more times. You could write that same $10,000 cash secure put with the $90,000 remaining, and uh, you'd be safe for a very, very long time. Um, so when you start putting on defensive strategies, um, and this could include hedges where, you know, maybe you want to, you know, I'm putting air quotes around this, but you want to like hedge with Bitcoin or you want to hedge with puts, you want to hedge with, you know, anything more or less risky, make sure that you're not putting yourself all in with that hedge and making that hedge into a play. Hedges are supposed to lose. Make sure you don't lose sight of that. If you're hedging against inflation, that hedge, yes, it's supposed to win somewhat, but it's supposed to protect your other entire portfolio. So make sure you don't get so invested into your hedges that you say like, oh man, my hedge is losing. I'm just going to double down this one time. Oh man, it's, it's continuing to lose, but I know for sure that inflation is going to keep rising. Oh, I'm just going to put in more money. But then you lose sight of like, hey, the rest of your portfolio is doing fine. Why are you so invested in getting tunnel vision into making sure your hedge wins? So this is just a daily reminder or your weekly reminder of, you know, make sure that your hedges stay hedges and uh, don't, don't lose sight of things. Your main focus should be on your main portfolio and you should feel in control of your money at all times. Okay, uh, let's go on to Twitter where I usually do my... Uh, earnings whispers chart thingy. Earnings whispers. Cool. Let's see if the earnings chart is available. If it's not, then we will pretend that this never existed. October 11th. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm uploading this today, um, am I uploading this today? Mm, yeah, why not? I'll upload this today. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is most likely going to be Friday, you have uh, Goldman Sachs that had already reported, most likely, depends on when you listen to this, but they report before the bell. Um, Golden, Goldman Sachs, also Charles Schwab, uh, and then nothing really else matters. This week, TSMC uh, has also reported, so that's a semiconductor company. 
Uh, just seeing how NVIDIA and AMD did today, I can guess that they went up. TSMC stock. Yeah, TSMC had a pretty good day today. Nothing too crazy. Um, but then also banks also reported. And from what I, can, what I was able to read in Discord earlier today was banks are doing okay. So the market seems to be happier. Big volume again today. But, you know, it doesn't mean... Well, we can't correct more. It just means, hey, you know, maybe it's time to re revise your thesis of where the market might be going. Um, like I said earlier, my last thesis was, hey, we're going to start correcting. I don't know when the bottom is. I'm going to wait for volume to pick up with a lot of buy volume. Today's just one data point of that big volume uh, with a big green day. Uh, and we'll just see how that plays out. But you see, I'm not going all in on everything that I see right now because it's just one data point. Um, and I'm making sure that uh, I'm protected at all times. I'm not making, I'm not going all in. I'm never going to feel stuck because that's, that's how I know when I personally get tilted is when I feel like I've used all my money, I'm stuck in a position and then, you know, that position starts losing. That is tilt city for me. So I try to make, I try my very best to make sure I'm not, I don't get myself in those scenarios in the first place. Okay, um, quite a few things have happened since the last time I reported the new datagang.com website updates. Uh, I put in a feature where uh, your latest um, ticker that you traded or latest stock that you traded um, will be remembered. So you can just like click on a box that has like one of your recent symbols um, there. So like if you traded NVIDIA NVDA, like, you know, recently, there's now a box you can click on that automatically fills out that part of the form for you. Uh, and then same thing with trade types. Like maybe you only trade cash secured puts and covered calls. Now uh, there will be suggested trade types when you um, go and put your trade type in. Instead of click clicking on the dropdown and selecting one on the dropdown, you can now just simply look at the two buttons that come up, cash secured put or covered calls, and click on one of those and then click next. Um, it's, it's small little things like this that make the inputting trades just feel so much better. And I'm so glad that um, I'm getting positive feedback from it. Um, you know, I do things that uh, take way longer, way more effort. Uh, and sometimes, you know, no one notices uh, I, I do that certain thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, it's things that are smaller, you know, kind of easier to do, um, things like recent trade types and recent trades, like I did here, um, that get so much praise. And it's like, man, I, I wish I'd get praise on the other stuff too, but you know, yeah, I can't get praise for everything. Uh, and I'm glad that, uh, it's well received. Um, I also, during you know this uh, stock tier list all these changes stuff i at one point removed the net premium number uh from the website there were emails there were discord um patrons that just was not a fan of that change um and you guys and girls were heard uh this is i think proof that i read my emails and sorry for the scare it, the number is now back however there's one change and the number is now private you, it's just a number that goes up. Uh, I originally thought it was pretty useless because it's not really your profit loss. It's just the net premium that you receive. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to make that number big and put in fake info, I mean, that's that's all on you. It doesn't really matter to anybody else. Um, but if you want it just to track your progress from, say, um, you know, maybe you had a different style of trading, but now you want to quantify like how much premium you might be raking in, then it's a useful number, sure. Um, on top of all of that, there is like the, there's a huge core fundamental change of the website. There, a lot of the heavy lifting of the website was done on your browser. If you are a engineer or you know a full stack developer, whatever your title is, I have to, I don't care. <laughs> um, you'll know some of these words that I say. The browser or the web client was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. A lot of the logic, parsing the rows and sorting the rows, was done client side. 
a lot of that now is done on the database uh, and the server now. So uh, a lot of that processing, all that rendering time is lessened uh, because it's moved to the server and database. Um, so, you know, I'm just gonna clarify here because I, I just I just know that there's gonna be a junior engineer that might reach out and be like, uh, Judy, uh, you're making it faster on the server. Uh, that's the same thing as just saying server. You don't have to say database and server. Uh, well, actually, uh, you can do processing in the database before it gets a red, and then uh, it takes some load off of the server, and uh, they share the work. So um, that's just my little uh, nerdy rant right there. Um, but yeah, super happy that I got all this stuff in. Uh, it just feels like, I mean, from V1 uh, of the website, V2 is just so fun to work in. Iterating and building features in version 2 is so fast and so easy. And that's just like, that's, that's, that's how I like my development environment. And I hope that, you know, uh, you know, I have a lot of engineers that listen to this podcast. It, you should, you should aim to make sure that like all your projects are just fun to contribute to like take the time to clean up the spaghetti code once in a while and you know i did this time <laughs> and uh, it's worth it if, if you feel like you're demotivated because you know you took too many shortcuts um i've i've definitely been there v1 there were t way too many shortcuts being taken but that was a good thing because that would okay, well, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna rant because this is my podcast v1 was just or V0 was just basically me showing my trades with like an Excel sheet looking, uh, with Excel looking divs. Uh, and then came registration because other people wanted to do the same thing that I was doing. Uh, and then in came profiles and then sh like sharing profiles, individual trades, specific trades, and then posting trades. All of that happened in V1 and it just got so massive um, because I just had to code really fast. There were so many really good ideas that were coming down the funnel in my emails and uh, Discord. Um, but V2 uh, came because I was just so exhausted from going into my V1 project of Theta Gang and trying to incorporate this feature, but then all oh, it breaks this part of the app and it breaks this and then it fixes this, but it also breaks that. It just got too hectic. Um, I think uh, a lot can be uh, you know, a lot can be had if you take the time to go back to your side projects that you just felt exhausted on. Maybe it's because you wrote a little bit too much spaghetti. Uh, and then just uh, take some time to rewrite it. Maybe you could drink some coffee in the morning, you know, get back to a side project that you've abandoned. Uh, because, you know, Theta Gang was probably number 20, 21, 22 uh, in my project list. Um, and it's the one that stuck. It's the one that got the traction that I liked, and it's the one that I was so passionate about that I could back it. Um, and I, I hope that you, uh, with anything that you do, hobbies, it doesn't have to be engineering, it doesn't have to be website or tech nerd focused. Um, I hope that you can find something that um, you're into and that you're passionate about. I'm into also jujitsu and orchids and shrimp and stuff, and that, that keeps my mind off of things that might not be going so well in other parts of my life. Um, mental health, very, very important. And uh, yeah, let's get into the topic of the podcast. Okay, um, I'm gonna try to do this in one take. Uh, like always so the long naked put very very similar to the long naked call that we talked about um, uh, the other episode I was gonna say the last episode but we've been recently uploading the stock tier list episodes um, so if you haven't listened to the 2021 uh, long naked call episode I suggest you listen to that first because it'll give you a lot of context in what I talk about uh, right now the long naked put is the exact opposite of the long naked call. Being long on something means you're buying it. 
it being naked means that you uh, don't have a, you don't have like a a opposite trade to cover it. Uh, for example, you can make it a spread if you sold or wrote um, another put, uh, but we are not going to worry about that. Uh, so just think of naked as being like it's a simple trade. It doesn't have any um, uh, accompany, accompanying uh, contracts. Uh, it's just a single contract. It's a long naked and it's a put contract. Long naked put. The long naked put is a bearish trade. Um, if, say, for example, uh, Apple is trading at $100, I buy the 95 strike long naked put. I'm essentially betting that the stock will go down uh, a little over 5%. We'll go into, you know, a, why is it a little bit over than 5%? Junie, it's $5 below 100. Uh, I don't understand why it's just not 5%. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I am betting by buying the 95 strike long naked put that Apple will go down 5%. Of course, if Apple starts going down from the second I buy it, I can always just sell the long naked put early. I don't have to hold it till expiration. This is true for like almost all options. Um, you can exit an option uh, almost anytime you want. There's obviously like small gotchas, so I don't want to just say always and give you like false sense of confidence. So you just have to look it up. But in this case, in most cases, you're going to be able to um, sell it whenever you want, even for a loss, even for a profit. But the put contract uh, goes up or it becomes more valuable as the stock goes down. The 95. Uh, put that I bought for Apple is betting on a 5% movement down plus a little bit more um, and what I want to communicate I think most when I you know when I'm teaching about long naked puts is that it should be seen as insurance right like imagine you have a hundred shares of Apple then buying a long naked put can be seen as a hedge. For example, if you have 100, uh, 100 shares of Apple and you buy the 95 put, you, maybe you're betting that you know there's gonna be some coronavirus news coming out soon because you know you follow news very closely or something. You just have like a gut feeling. I don't know. It's a, it's a bad idea, but I'm just using it for illustrative purposes. If you have 100 shares of something, and you buy the put uh, at you know at a lower strike of whatever your cost base is at, it's a hedge because as the price goes down, your put will start winning, but your overall position is losing. So, you know what I want you to like kind of actualize is puts are best used as a hedge. Now, if some a lot of you I think are you know from Wall Street bets or um, uh, just like maybe just newer into options, maybe a friend recommended this podcast. There are times that you're going to see people that don't have the stock but buy the long naked puts on companies anyway because it's a pure directional play. It's not a hedge. They just think the stock of this, the price of this stock is going to go down. And that's where things can go really, really wrong, right? If you start developing a pattern where all you're doing is trading on direction in the stock market, you're going to have a bad time. Where does the stock market usually go? Where, what does the meme say, right? Like stonks only go up. And so now here's a newcomer coming into the market betting on a instrument, right? That, that eventually expires, a contract or options are instruments of finance. And it's going, it, it's, it's, it's betting on like the wrong direction it's not the winning direction you're trying to time the top which is extremely hard to do there's a reason why shorts don't uh prevail you know and the one time they do there there's a movie about it right and so betting on direction in the stock market is very very dangerous um you're trying to put logic on something that's irrational. Like how many times have you heard uh, that the stock market is irrational, right? So make sure that as you're 
you're learning more because this isn't going to be the only time, especially if this is the first time you're learning about long naked puts. As you learn more on Google and Reddit and all that stuff, like make sure that you know you just kind of remember in the back of your head. Oh yeah, Juni did mention that like he he trades them like insurance. If you frame it in that context and if you get dissuaded to not play puts, um, and, you know, especially on days like today, right? Like a big green day with volume. There's a lot of people that have bought and puts in the last few days that are not doing so hot now because of, t of days like today. Um, because they're trying to time the top. Um, and here, here we go. The market's like bouncing for almost no reason. Like people say that's, oh, because banks are looking good or um, just, I don't know, some interest rate numbers and all this oogla boogla, all this news, all this wild stuff is going on. Just make sure you don't get caught in that vicious cycle of losing with puts and then you're getting frustrated and then you buy calls because you're like, oh, I just bought puts and the market uh, won't go down. So I'm gonna buy calls and the market goes uh, down then. And then, you know, you start thinking like, oh man, I just got exited my puts too early. So I'm gonna buy puts again. And then the market starts trading flat and you're like, oh man, I thought the market would keep going down. And then you start just, you start panicking because you, you're like, I'm buying calls that you know bet the market goes up. I'm buying puts and betting the market goes down, and I'm losing on both. Why do I keep losing? I must not be good at this. I'm gonna quit. I'm trying to protect you from not quitting. I don't care if you lose. I don't care if you come back and say, "Oh, Junie, I should have listened to you." I don't care if you come back and say, "Oh, Junie, I, I, I told you so." Or look at me, I'm winning with puts. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that it's working and I hope you take some of that money and just run with it, right? Like, I want you to win, but more importantly, I want you to like keep doing this. I want you to find the fun in the process of getting better at trading, but just betting on directional plays in the stock market is not the right foot to start on. I, I don't even know if that analogy was correct. Um, but let's just talk a little bit more in depth about uh, the what buying a put is. So if you have 100 shares of Apple at $100 uh, and you buy the 95 put, uh, maybe you know you, the expiration date is two weeks out um, and you know it's a 5% down uh, in, in two weeks. That's not very likely. Can happen, but it's not very likely. Maybe the long naked put here costs like a hundred bucks, 120 bucks. I'm just, I'm just guessing at this point, but it doesn't cost like $10,000, like a, like a hundred shares of Apple would be. Um, but this 95 put would be like a hundred, $120. Um, and if Apple is trading above $95, uh, by the time this, uh, contract ends, uh, then you lost $120. If the stock goes down, uh, from the moment you buy it, um, you know there's a good chance that you'll make some money off of it if you close early, um, if you close the contract early. But something to note is, you know, earlier in this section I said, hey, you're not expecting just a 5% move. You're actually expecting a little bit more than that. And let's put this into an example. When you buy the 95 put you're expecting the price from the stock that's currently trading at $100 Apple is currently trading at $100 you want the stock to go down to $95 that's your strike price right that just seems kind of obvious right you want your the price of the stock to go towards the strike that you bought it right you bought it a little bit out the money um, and you know you want the stock to go down because it's a put puts are a bearish trade um, but then you hear this guy, Junie, and Junie is saying like, oh, you need it to go more than 5%. Like, but Junie, why? Like, it, it, just makes so, it just makes sense that, hey, as, as long as it hits my strike, I'm good. But let's not forget that the 95 strike is like the target. You had to spend money though to buy this put. Let's say, for example, you just spend a hundred bucks on this, right? Then you actually need to have the price of the stock go down to 94. You might be asking, why is that? So uh, a put, a single put contract represents a hundred shares. 
if uh, you spend $100 on this put, you divide 100 by 100, and that equals one. So you each, each dollar you spent on this put uh, represents a dollar. Um, and so you are now effectively, um, I guess, <laughs> uh, raising your break even by a dollar. And so, you know, because puts require the stock to go down, you now need it to go down by one more dollar. You need to understand how this part of the math works. A lot of brokers do this for you. Um, uh, brokers like to call it a uh, break even. A lot, some uh, brokers uh, like to call it, um, uh, I get, no, I'd, I'd say like, Break even is usually what they call it. I kind of forgot what they called it in Robinhood. It's something like chance of something. I don't, I don't. I don't remember. But just understand that whenever you pick a strike for a long naked put or a long naked call, I think I gave a similar example for a long naked call. Um, but for a long naked put, you had to spend money to buy this long naked put, and this is what gets a lot of beginners uh, because they just kind of start chilling out um, because the price of the stock might be at the strike, but then they start wondering like, okay, why is my why is my contract worth so little and it's at the strike price? I hit my target, why, why is it not, uh, why am I not, uh, you know, why don't I have bags to gain? Like, why am I not, why am I not securing the bag right now? Why, why is it so little? It's because you need to factor in the amount that you paid for this put dividing it by a hundred if you only bought one put uh, and then increasing your need to break even by that amount and in this case because you want the stock price to go down you subtract from the strike instead of adding like you would in a long naked call this is what i call the break even um it's what i refer to in so many of my previous episodes if you understand this part this and and understanding how you can do this math and understand where you win and also you know up to the point where you lose you know, aka 94 and up for this put um, then trading becomes much more uh, transparent you feel so much more in control of like where you win and where you lose so I think as you learn more about long naked calls and long naked puts um, doing exercises where you know you look at the option chain you pick a strike you see how expensive the contract is uh and then trying to guess the break even um or not guess but you know trying to calculate the break even and then understanding like okay as long as the price uh of this moves past the strike minus the break even in this in this case right the line you could put uh, the price of the strike minus the break, uh, the cost to enter the position, uh, then you'll be fine. Uh, and just understanding where you are fine will help you immensely. Uh, it took me a really long time to be able to do this just like on a whim. Like I used to, um, you know, every time I would do one of these calculations, I always had to like find some sort of, sort of Reddit article or like some other uh, thing on Google um, to make sure I was still doing it right. Uh, I'd maybe watch videos on YouTube and so there's there's some like cool visual YouTube uh, videos that teach how to calculate uh, break even and stuff uh, for option trades. They're usually found in the videos that talk about uh, long naked calls and long naked puts. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is probably the most important tip that I can give uh, when it comes to uh, long naked puts is or just long naked anything um, because you need to understand where you win and where you lose. It's incredibly important. Um, what else can I say? Uh, you know, it's also really enticing to buy long naked puts during earnings season, right? Maybe you just despise a company. Maybe you're not a fan of Facebook because Facebook is notorious for doing, I don't know, bad things. I don't know. Maybe you just, don't, you just just don't like Facebook. So you think, okay, this earnings, I think they're gonna go down. When you buy a long naked put, or when you go long on any position, uh, like a long naked call, during times when there's more volatility, 
you're paying for that volatility. Everyone is expecting the price to move either really up or really down. It's just really volatile time. And this is what factors into what's called extrinsic value of the contract. Um, but that's just like some mumbo jumbo word. Like don't 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 think about that one too much if you're just beginning. But just think about like what type of environment you are buying this contract in. It, it, are you buying a long naked put during a volatile time during uh, earnings or or interest rates about to come out or um, uh, just like all of these things factor into the price. You're not the only one in this world that thinks Facebook is gonna go down. There are many other people that also think that Facebook is gonna go down. Therefore, prices start to be driven up because people know that it's gonna go in one or either direction. And uh, yeah, people are just excited to see what it is. And uh, after earnings, uh, you get what's called a <laughs> IV crush, uh, implied volatility crush. I haven't actually said or heard of that in a really long time. Um, I think it's just like a dying phrase almost. but. Imagine um, you spend all this money for a very, very volatile contract that you know people are betting like this could go way down or this can go way up. And so people price this contract to oblivion. People are really betting it's gonna go one way or another. So you pay like $400 for this put when it's usually worth like 100 bucks. And then earnings come out and Facebook fit, trades flat guess what happens to your uh, option or your long naked put? The price evaporates. You are now down on the position uh, because not only did it not get to your strike price, uh, plus your break even, which you spent a lot of money for. Remember, your break even is way worse when you spend a lot of money entering the position. But because the volatile time is over and Facebook has reported, you know, they're trading flat now because, you know, their growth is on track, but there's nothing new coming in the pipeline and nothing wrong has been really happening. So they're trading flat. Well, now everyone knows the full scoop the company has reported and uh, the volatility of the contract goes way down. Your extrinsic value of that contract has just gone vamoosh and it's gone because everyone just knows everything. So there are lots of different ways to trade this long naked put you can trade this long naked put as a hedge you can trade this long naked put as a directional play and just i guess just a just a follow-up is you can play it as a directional play during a very volatile time as well i think that's just yeah i just needed to say that bit um i hope that you know uh, you can remember that the stock market does tend to go up if you zoom out on the spy graph to all time the stock or this the stock stocks just usually tend to go up we usually tend to make it out okay no matter how scary times are are um, no matter how many people scream at me during coronavirus times at the bottom when they're like junie what are you doing you keep selling puts don't you know we're gonna go down you're you 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 don't care about people you do you you you're not focusing on all the good stuff in the world you are all the bad stuff in the world uh you you're making me upset because you're making money um when i'm losing money because i'm supposed to win because i'm uh, uh, I'm I'm on the good side because I I think we the stock market should go down because uh, because it, the stock market <laughs> it's just it's a lot. People are gonna tell you so many different things uh, as you trade. You gotta just find your style, right? Like here I am. I'm just like ripping some styles apart, right? I, I'm not a huge fan of trading on earnings. I'm not a huge fan of just buying a directional long naked puts. Um, and so this could just be me saying, oh, you shouldn't buy long naked puts, oh, you shouldn't trade during earnings. And I could just be that person in your life, right? But that's just what from stuff that I've learned. I'm just passing it on to you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do and what to not do. I'm just trying to guide you with some real anecdotal things that have happened to me, right? Like I, I have been through it all. I've traded the Wall Street bet style because again my roots are from Wall Street bets. I I am from Wall Street bets. Shout out to J Nug and Mu 90s. Like I'm, I was there, um, and it was fun, and uh, I would do it again, um, but right now my goals are just different, and 
Uh, I'm just trying to help people uh, not go through as much pain ship as, as I did before. Uh, because with big wins, there are big losses. Um, but yeah, I think now I'm doing better than ever. I'm just grateful to be here and having, I'm extra grateful that there are people that are willing to listen to me ramble for so long. Uh, but yeah, I think that's today's episode, Long Naked Put, for the 2021 version of my fundamental series. Um, and that's it. Thank you. I'll see everybody in the outro. Alrighty. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Wow, what do I usually say in the outro? It's been, I feel like it's been so long. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. And you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks. And signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Um, oh, what else? Yeah, just shout out to everyone that has been showing up to the live stream from the podcast whenever you know you join from the podcast i get like a i get like i get really excited because i know that you listened to an episode this far i i think i still get i'm still in shock that people you know listen to a whole episode where i'm just talking it's 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 pretty surreal like if you if you've ever wanted to start a podcast like you should just do one right like if you're into cars flowers uh movies you can critique anything in this world um but yeah uh let's see uh i think that's it let me go and read the the patrons because i haven't done that in a while either shout out to pocket change andrew ec kim mike d slow motion jzm malap jackie bo2 uh, empty cans, mods, Norco, Royal, Mitch Bay Seven, Upstream Puddle, Craig Thomas, J Wilson, Beans, J Kim, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, Mr Integrity, Trevi, Deleted, Joffrey Eighty Six, Island Bell, Wheaton, DJ Mac Eighty Six, Nov, Vlad T C, Maltman Eighty Fifty Six, Trivanas, M Hayden, um, M Hayden, Little Little, Mr Sneezy, Metal Dum Dum, Grandpa Eighty Five, Leo, Justin, Fancy Wolf, Maestro, XC, Nathan River, J Train One Eight Four, Norfis, Viri, Betrayer, Chicken Dinner, Ivan Yurkinov, Decentral Arf Man, Lord Skeletor Reservist. Uh, Lazy Reservist, Jester, Crispy King Boy, could put Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis88. Oh, and also you, Alex V. Uh, gotta move that here. Boom, boom, boom. Um, okay, I guess this is a pretty cool 1% section. Um, just because I haven't done one in so long. What's new? What is new? I feel like I've been getting a lot better at Jiu Jitsu as a recent. Um, it's been getting more technical for me because when I drill and dr drilling is like when you um, it's like the first part of the class where you you get like taught uh, something like air quotes like something new you know for it depends on how long you've been coming to class for most things now are just like review uh, for me and for like a lot of people like it just takes like one full year of you going to class almost every day for you to just to see everything at least once um, so now when I'm drilling, I used to just like not like drilling at all, but now when I drill, um, I've just been going really, really slow and I'm not, I feel like I'm not in a rush anymore. I'm just really analyzing like, why is my hand here? Why am I bridging here? Why am I doing this here? Um, and this whole entire process has just been really, really good. And I also think it's just cause I have a really good training partner. Shout out to Bowie. Um, because it, your training partner, just like in anything, I think makes a huge difference. Like this is kind of like surrounding yourself with like the right kind of people, uh, mentality. And if you're actively learning about something, if you're with people that like clown on you or that like give you a hard time about you, like not doing well, or like, you know, imagine learning some new craft and someone's like yelling at you because you're not doing something correct, right? Versus someone that will slow down for you and teach you like how to do things. Like it's a huge, huge difference. And it's kind of up to you especially as you get older to understand when you are in these types of scenarios of, you know, when you are in a good scenario, when you're in a bad scenario and what you can do when you're in a bad one. 
Um, what else? Um, I have the stock tier list videos like downloaded and recorded for ready for YouTube whenever I get on YouTube. Um, what else? My shrimp tank it is booming. There's a lot of uh, new shrimp, little baby shrimp uh, in my tank. Uh, I've never had a shrimp tank as successful as this one. Uh, this this tank that I have, and, and you can come see it on the live stream if you request to see it. Uh, and my if my webcam isn't too tangled up in the wires, I, I can like show you close up. But this tank that I have right now is the most optimal build <laughs> that I have ever done, and I'm just extra proud of it. I'm pretty sure I'm keeping this. This one for like the rest of my life like pretty much exactly how it is i don't think i'm gonna change it this one this one's probably gonna go like in the middle of like the kitchen table or, or or something when i eventually get a house um and then you know one of my dreams is like buying a house and then having one huge part of the wall be like a giant shrimp tank and it's gonna have like hundreds of shrimp in it. i think that'd be so sick <laughs> and it's just me nerding out um, but yeah, I, I am down to show it on the live, next live stream if you guys and girls are there. Um, okay, so I talked about jujitsu, I talked about shrimp. I could talk about orchids a little bit. My orchid, I have an orchid that has black flowers. It's called witchcraft, and it's in its winter stage. Um, it's very tricky to not water it too much. Because I noticed that every time I water it, one of the leaves turn yellow. However, one of the pseudobulbs, and the, these, <laughs> this is getting nerdy. The, the, the orchids, this type of orchid has what's called a pseudobulb. And it's like where this growth starts happening from the bottom. Uh, and it, the instructions say like when the pseudobulb starts getting shriveled because it's getting dry, you're supposed to water it and so like i water it and then like the leaf starts the leaf starts turning yellow i'm just like wait but it's getting shriveled like you need water dude <laughs> or or girl I, I don't know what the plan is but it's crazy like <laughs> i don't know i'm just not used to doing things uh and then like failing but not getting like the correct feedback and this is just what plants are it's just like this is this is basically someone not being able to say like what's wrong, but visibly something's wrong, which I can almost just relate to, you know, mental health and stuff, but it's all a learning process. Um, speaking of mental health, my mom has been doing better. Today was actually one of her good days. So she was able to actually drive uh, and go to my grandma. My grandma's like actually, uh, is bedridden like a bad word? My grandma is, my grandma cannot care for herself. So she's just in her bed and my aunt takes care of her. And sometimes my mom goes over, uh, but she hasn't gone over in a very, very long time. So when I called her this morning, uh, then uh, she said that she was at my, my grandma's house. I was like, whoa, wow, good stuff, mama. Um, and so that was, that was a huge, huge spark of positivity to start my day. Um, holy moly, I also have been waking up at like 7.30 a.m., uh, which is not like me at all. I, I am a avid sleeper till 10 a.m. Uh, a lot of you might be asking, like, don't you have a 9 to 5? Uh, my first meeting is at like 10, so I don't need to wake up till then. But now I've been waking up at 7.30, and it's wild. I'm like showering, brush my teeth, finish my coffee and drinking my green juice. And I'm done with all that by like 8.30. And I'm just like, wow, there's a lot of time in the day. Um, and this just might be me just maturing. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Um, what else? I think I think that's I think that is it. I think that is it. Um, if you guys and girls have not watched Squid Game, this is not an advertisement for it, but this is just a recommendation. I suggest you watch it. It's worth. It's actually 
not overhyped. I think it's a very good show. Um, if you are a fan of, and this is this is a this is a triggering one. I'm gonna say if you're a fan of Saw, you're gonna you're gonna love Squid Game. Um, not to say like Squid Game is super gory and whatnot, but you know I when I think of shows like Squid Game, my mind just instantly goes to Saw. It's just like oh, it's a small. It's a relatively small setting. Uh, it's just a, like a lot of plot and a lot of deception, but a lot of like camaraderie and so, like a lot of this and that. It's a very very fun show, and that's how I think of Saw too. Um, some of you might be almost weirded out that I like Saw. I think Saw is an, an amazing movie. A lot, some people are just like, oh, I'm not into gore, and it's like, oh, it's just. Oh, a lot of people dying. It's yeah, I understand that it's a lot of people dying, but like, there's there, the the twists are so twisty that they're almost like comical. But it's like if you if you've been a fan of Saw from like Saw One, like you you know you just have to watch the next thing in this series. Like it, Saw is like on number ten or something now, and it's just like if a new if another one comes out, I have to watch it. I just have to see how this all plays out. It could get as twisted as it wants, but um it's just one of my it's one of my small small fun facts um hmm. i'm really trying to make this one percent really really worth it um just because i haven't done one so long but i'm gonna shut up now because i think that's actually it so i will see everyone uh for the next podcast episode that's similar to this one uh maybe in a few weeks i'm gonna start doing my stock tier list uploads again um just until we finish it just because we're we're all uh i say like we're like a little bit more than halfway we're maybe like 60 percent away there so i imagine like four more episodes um but yeah take care uh and i hope that you know some of what i said today about the long naked puts uh uh went to heart um but also my word is not law. My my word is often incorrect. And if you know, if you follow my my uh, like quote advice, you're gonna lose a lot of money, right? This is not financial advice. <laughs> um, yeah, just be careful. This is a very fun hobby. If you keep it fun, uh, and if you notice you're not having fun, you probably are risking too much and not doing uh, enough due diligence. But with that, I hope you are all well and stay positive. And I will see you all uh, next week for the live stream on Tuesday at twitch.tv slash realthetagang at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time.